It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Robert Land, and welcome to your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. It's our weekly TGIF Texans trivia show, so we're going to have some fun. And hey, if you're new to this format, here's how we do this. Asking questions, our NFL historian and all-around NFL expert, Andy Rio. I'll be trying to outwit my Texans trivia competitor, veteran Houston statistician Adam Pena, who's worked local and national sports television broadcast for many years. The guy who tries to make your favorite broadcaster look on top of his game. Well, we call this Texans trivia, but we'll mix in occasional Oilers and maybe even gamblers trivia. You never know. And we're going to also sometimes talk about the team that's coming up. And I'm sure, Andy, that's what you've got on this show. We're talking a little bit of Colts, I'm sure, a little in this show, right? Yes, that is correct. We do have some questions relating to the Colts, but plenty relating to the Texans, of course. And how many in the hole am I in this week? How many How many far back do I am behind Adam on this one? Adam heads into the week uh, with a 20 to 15 lead. All right, here we go. This is this is where the comeback starts, Adam. Just beware on that. Well, anyway, all right. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, Andy, go, go ahead with number one. Okay, who did Andre Howell record his first career interception against? Is it A, Joe Flacco, B, Blake Bortles, C, Tyrod Taylor, or D, Andy Dalton? Adam, what do you think? We got some interesting ones. I mean, Blake Bortles would sure seem like the obvious choice, wouldn't it? Repeat that again. Uh, You said Blake Bortles. Who else? Blake Bortles, Joe Flacco, Tyrod Taylor, or Andy Dalton. I'm gonna I'm gonna eliminate Andy Dalton for some reason. That just doesn't feel right. Of course, that's probably the right one. That's the one that I'm most sure sure on. Blake Bortles. That seems like the layup, so I'm gonna take that out. Maybe that's a little bit too obvious. So I I, I think this one I'm gonna go with the oddball choice. I I, I kind of feel like this one could be Tyrod Taylor. That's that's my answer, Adam. What do you got? That's funny because I was thinking the same along the same line that you were. I, I'll go Tyrod Taylor as well because that sounds like a logical guess. For, well, not a guess, but estimation right there. So Tyrod Taylor is my answer. Well, actually, this time it is actually Blake Bortles. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, Adam. You ever? We we I've talked about this a couple of times on the show, and I think we might have a show whole show on this. But have you ever seen the Twitter? handle Blake Bortles facts. It's, it's one of the best ones on the, on the webs. Uh, it's pretty cool. No, there's a few others, but no, I, um, uh, and that's very wise of, uh, uh, Andy to go ahead and start us off with the, the, the soft, soft toss on that, uh, trivia question. But, uh, I kind of was leaning right around the same answers you were on that. That was a good uh, estimation right there. So, but anyhow, um, I'm ready for the next one. Okay, well, there is legitimate reason to believe that Deshaun Watson can win both the MVP and Rookie of the Year awards. 
Who is the first player to win both Rookie of the Year and NFL MVP? Is it A, Gail Sayers, B, Dan Marino, C, Randy Moss, or D, Jim Brown? Ooh, that's a good one. Boy, that's a good one. Do you do you have a clue on this one, Adam, or are you just going to take an educated guess here? I am thinking Dan Marino. I'll, I'll go with Dan Marino as my answer. Let's go with Gail Sayers because when he came on the scene, it was like an explosion. But Dan Marino might be right, but I'm not going to catch up by guessing the same thing Adam has got. Well, the correct answer is actually Jim Brown. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that he he was pretty pretty awesome too, Jim Brown. What were do you know what his numbers were that year? Were they, are they comparable to what we would think of today as great running back numbers? Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah. He pretty much came out of the gate right away. Now, now Sayers and Moss sure did too. Marino was a very good starter as a rookie, but his first uh, explosion onto the scene was in his second year. Yeah, don't forget, though, the, the great stat that I heard uh, this week, and we, we mentioned on yesterday's show that, hey, Deshaun Watson in October had the most touchdowns by a rookie in any month in NFL history, and that surpassed Dan Marino. He had 16 Marino had 11 back in October of 63. So there's a little stat for you, Andy. I had that one ready to go. What do you, what do you got next? Okay, our next question. What national media personality attended the same high school in Greensboro, North Carolina, as Texans nose tackle DJ Reader? Is it A, Charlie Rose, B, Rick Dees, C, Vince McMahon, or D, Charles Corral? I believe on this one, Andy, that... Charlie Rose is from North Carolina, but I want to say he's from Wilmington. So I will knock him off the board to begin with. And I don't know if Adam believes me or not, but that's the one I'm knocking off the board to begin with. So the the, the rest of them are Rick Dees, Charles Kuralt, and what's Vince what, McMahon. Vince McMahon. Wow. I don't see Vince McMahon as a, a Carolina guy, but maybe all all of these are Carolina <laughs> guys. Adam, do you got a guess? I was thinking that same along the li- same lines as well because I mean Rick, I think North Carolina is a huge wrestling well wrestling state so I'll, I was going to go with Vince McMahon as my answer so Vince McMahon I, I want to say that Charles Corral maybe he's not a North Carolina get, guy I, I'll, I'll go off the board totally and 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 the old top forty guy himself Rick Dees Rick Dees is actually the correct answer <laughs> oh, oh wow got one. They are all uh, native North Carolinians, but uh, it is D's. That's pretty cool. And, and and I was right about Rose being from Wilmington? You know, I honestly will have to double check where he's from, but I knew he was from North Carolina, so I threw him in there as one of the options. Yeah, he's. I think he's from Wilmington because I, I, I seem to remember, um, and maybe this is wrong, but I, it feels like he was from the same town as Michael Jordan and because Jordan's a Wilmington guy. But yeah. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Okay, well, what, what's the next one? Okay, well, we have one more Texans question before we'll move on to a couple of Colts questions. Uh, what Texans running back Holt has the most rushing attempts in a single game in franchise history? Is it A, Arian Foster, B, Lamar Miller, C, Jonathan Wells, or D, Alfred Blue? Say, say that question one more time, the question. What Texans running back has the most rushing attempts in a single game in franchise history? So this is this is a workload question, not necessarily anything else. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go with Alfred Blue is my answer. Alfred Blue had a lot in that Browns game. Uh, it was a year or two ago. I can't remember. If it was, I think it might have been two years ago. That's a good one. Uh, Jonathan Wells, I just don't ever remember him getting worked that hard. Uh, Arian Foster seems too obvious. And then the fourth, what was the fourth one? Lamar Miller. Yeah, no, definitely not Lamar Miller. So you're you're going with with uh, Blue in that Browns game. I, I, yeah, I, I could see that. Let me try that. Let me try Alfred Blue. And you are both correct in that. 36 rushing attempts for Blue in that game. I remember that game too. That was the game that J.J. Watt caught a touchdown, that great catch in the end zone, right? Am I the only one that remembers that? That was a good I believe, one. I believe that was, yeah, that was, yeah, that was a good recall, yeah. All right, so we got Colts questions now, the upcoming opponent. We, we switch switching gears, Andy. Who has scored the most touchdowns in a single season for the Colts? Is it A, Edger and James, B, Lenny Moore, C, Marvin Harrison, or D, Lydell Mitchell? Marvin Harrison, final answer. Uh, I'm not going to call a friend on this one. I got to go with Marvin Harrison. I'm going Lenny Moore on my answer final answer and adam is correct in 1964 lenny moore scored 20 touchdowns which was uh quite a feat considering of course back then the season was only 14 games about to say yeah because uh he was pretty him and i think it was unitas who connected quite quite often yes yes unitas that was definitely in the peak of uh unitas's great career there hey andy can you tell us a little bit about lenny moore because i don't know if you know obviously not not a lot of people are going to remember that guy back in the early days of the cults because there was a previous franchise that folded this Current version of the Baltimore Indianapolis franchise started in 1953. And of course, they won the world championship in 1958 in that famous game against the Giants. So Moore was a uh, very versatile back in his era. Not only was he a great runner, he was also a great receiver. So back in the, uh, you know, kind of when football was continuing its ascent, I mean, he was uh, would be known as one of the first uh, great all-purpose backs. It's a good name too. Lenny Moore is a strong name. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a darn good name to, to you. It sounds kind of cool to me. Lenny Moore. Did he finish his career with the dolphins? I'm kind of curious. I don't remember him with the dolphins. I remember uh, that they, they had Nat Moore, the great Nat Moore, the wide that's receiver. That's probably the one I was thinking right there. That's a good recall, Robert. I was, that's probably the one I'm thinking right there. So. I mean, I don't seem to recall uh, Lenny Moore ever playing for, any other team than the Colts. And yeah, I'm that just double checking that that is correct. That more and Mark Duper. Right. Oh, no, it was uh, Duper and Clayton were the, the, the big tandem right there. Not Moore's kind of a little bit before that, but I think he played a little bit with those guys, right? Oh, he did. Yeah. Nat Moore definitely played uh, alongside those guys. In fact, the 
famous uh, game where Nat Moore kind of spun in the air. That was actually during Marino's tremendous 84 season and Duper and Clayton were involved then. I mean, I, I think Nat Moore, even to this day, I mean, serves as an analyst on the, uh, the local uh, preseason Miami broadcasts. Okay, well, we're getting down to the, the the final questions of this week, but I think I at least I at least got a couple, so it just gives me a little bit of confidence, makes me feel good. Andy, what what do you got for the the last couple of questions? All right, uh, how many times in their history have the Colts had the first overall pick and used it on a quarterback? Is it A five, B six, C four? Or D seven. Boy, those are big numbers, actually. When you think about it, so they, they, how many? That means they've had a lot of first overall picks, and I'm right. sure. I'm sure Adam. We know the obvious too. Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning are, are two of the the definite ones. So it's how many more besides those two guys did they have the number one overall pick and pick a quarterback? Do you have any guess whatsoever? Anybody else that you think is in that group? I'm going to stay on the lower end and go with four is my answer. Just just for just an even number. So four is mine. I'll say five. Uh, and Andy, I want to say maybe Art Schleister might've been one of those number one overall picks, but I'll, I'll just to get off of Adam, I, I, it's hard for me to imagine it could be as many as six or seven. So I'll say five. Well, you are right and wrong. Five is the correct answer, but no, Art Schleister was not taken first overall. The five that they've taken first overall, you guys correctly named, of course, Luck and Manning. In 1990, they took the infamous Jeff George first overall. Don't forget about that. In 1983, of course, they took Elway first overall before trading him away. And all the way back in 1955, they took a gentleman named George Shaw, who was injured in 1956 and was replaced by none other than Johnny Unitas. Uh, One of the other better uh, Colts quarterbacks in their history, Burt Jones, almost made the cut. He was picked second overall in 1973. I remember him as well. I totally forgot that the whole John Elway was a Colt for yeah, I mean, I, I, when you say it, I know it, but it's like, it's, it's, you think of him so much as a Bronco these days uh, over a Colt, but I mean, still we're, t- we're still talking horses. So we're in the same family and there's some joke <laughs> in there, but I'm going to stay away from it. I'm going to be nice to John, but anyway, is that it? Or is there any more questions? No, that's it for this week. You have uh, moved within four now. Adam is ahead 22 to 18. Okay. Well, that's progress. Hey, you, you, it's one step at a time. You know, it's, it's, uh, I'm trying to earn history here to borrow something from uh, another Houston sports team. Hey, Andy, what did you think about the, the Dwayne Brown deal? The, they, they made that trade, and then, of course, they, they rescinded the Jeremy Lane because of, he failed the physical, and then they get a third-round pick instead. So they, they get a second and a third which to me is, is very unusual. That's a, that's a lot these days for sort of a midseason, uh, you know, especially not a, you're not getting a quarterback or something like that. That seems like a lot. Well, I think in Seattle's position, I mean, I, I, I think it's safe to say they see themselves as championship contenders, and um, their offensive line has been an Achilles heel. So you get somebody in there like Dwayne Brown, you immediately have, a left tackle, which is not the easiest position to find in the NFL. And and the Seahawks have also done well uh, unearthing lower round draft picks than, you know, those, the picks in that range. I mean, obviously Doug Baldwin has uh, been a great find for them as one of Russell Wilson's top targets. So uh, I think it's a good deal for the Texans, especially considering that there were uh, 
how shall we put it, problems between Doreen Brown and the organization. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's amazing because yeah, I, I feel like the Texans back backs were a little bit a little bit against the wall. If I can get those words out, I, I felt like they're they were against the wall and. Maybe Seattle's backs were against the wall too. They felt like you know they they were giving Russell Wilson uh, not enough protection, and and of course, I mean that the the Texans got their own issues. And Adam, I don't know about you, but boy, I get I get so nervous with this offensive line because Deshaun Watson's like found gold right now. You know the way he's playing. Well, he's very elusive, and I just love his playmaking ability and the ability to kind of just create things out of the pocket and pick up an extra like four or five yards. I mean, he's usually almost good for at least four or five yards once he steps out of the pocket. His mobility is what really surprised – well, I mean, somewhat surprised me in the first year. But there's other things that I'm more worried about. I mean, it's the defensive side of the ball that I'm really concerned about. And But, I mean, getting back to that trade, I believe that, you know, I'm hoping that we can use those draft picks or, you know, maybe some defensive backs or, you know, just to shore up uh, the linebacking core and just kind of see where um, Rick Smith can kind of at least pull something out of, you know, the hat uh, in those middle three rounds, three through five, and hopefully work some kind of magic. I mean, he has had some success in the first round, as we've discussed. But I just think that uh, right now we're just going to have to focus on the defense. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. I'm guessing we're all on board with it's a blowout this week for the Texans. Easy win. You know, just like like that happens in the NFL ever, but it's a, they got a 13 point, uh, they're, they're 13 point favorites, I should say. Well, divisional games can be a little bit trickier, you know, with the familiarity factor. And But, yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know if they're just going to absolutely annihilate Indianapolis, but uh, certainly they could win by 14 to 17 points, I think. Um, I, I think we all were impressed by how close they came to winning in Seattle. I mean, it had kind of a disappointing ending, of course, but, uh, you know, they played a great team. Uh, you know, engage them pretty much in a in a 12 round fight, and uh, certainly I think we we can clearly see here that the Texans are better than most teams, and certainly the Colts with their season you know pretty much uh, you know down the tubes already. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be I, again. I don't know if they'll win something like 48 to 17 or something like that, but I could easily see a 14 to 17 point win. I'm along the same line. Yeah, sounds good, man. That's uh, what you want to hear from a neutral observer, Adam, right? We, we need somebody else to say that the, the Texans are going to do okay this week. Well, no, I, I'm, I concur with Robert. I mean, I think that, uh, that we saw some major improvements, well, pretty much 
consistency with the offense. Uh, I'm just hoping that uh, the defense doesn't give up any big plays like they did last week. Last week, the Seahawks had 479 total yards of offense and five, I'm sorry, 221 of those yards came on five plays alone. So uh, that's the thing I worry about more than anything. But uh, but Jacoby Brissett doesn't strike any kind of fear uh, on the defensive backs, I'm sure, um, like Russell Wilson does because of his ability to scramble out of the pocket. Um, but I think that, you know, score, uh, we, Houston can easily score, you know, 40 points. And then, of course, hopefully, you know, minimize the offensive production. Uh, I don't think Frank Gore's got much left in the tank. So I think that, you know, the Texans should be able to win uh, 42-17 right around those lines. So we'll see. I'll take that. It'd be nice. And this is one of those games where there's really no uh, real excitement about winning the game, but there's trepidation that if you lose a game like this, it's pretty much the end of your season and hopes for the playoffs because you just you can't beat the, you can't lose the Colts right now the way that the Colts are as a team and where the where the Texans are this in the standings is they're they could fall behind the the Jags for sure uh thanks again guys L- let me let you guys get out of here and uh a- Andy it's Andy Rio R-I-O-U-X on Twitter if you want to follow him keep up with him Adam just watch watch the uh watch the games you never know Adam's back there uh, throwing numbers at the announcers and, and, and making them look good all the time. You know, if you're listening to this show, you can get a free subscription of Pro Football Focus just by rating us on iTunes. Put in your Twitter handle or some way to get in touch with us through the, through your iTunes rating, and you got a chance. We, we draw one of those a week for a free subscription. If you're a new listener, pass the word along to a friend or two. Let them know they can find us on iTunes and all your regular podcast apps. Don't forget our post-game show right after the game on Sunday. It's a home game, so we're going to have some sound from the locker room that's always fun and it's lockdown rockets also with ben dubose our lockdown network colleague as the rockets are full swing into the season lots of stuff to talk about on sunday i'm sure after the texans game looking forward to it looking forward to talking to you guys again have a great weekend everybody you are locked on texans your daily houston texans podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team Every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.